0: All right, welcome back to The Movement, everybody. I have today a very special guest, an esteemed realist, uh, real estate agent. Sorry, I was about to say realtor. I was getting fucking mixed yeah, up yeah, with broker. Well, at least so you realtor. didn't say it wrong. A rel- Relator. Uh, you know what I'm saying? People yeah, so say realtor. I just got my GED, you know what I mean, ladies and gentlemen. So English is on my strong suit. But uh, we're going to talk to you about real estate today. Larging the, we're sitting on the largest housing bubble in the G7 right now. Give you some tips and tricks, maybe what you can do with your money at the same time. and Just have a good time. Yeah, We have Dayan Marjanovic, one of my fellow kings, my co-host, our guy left until the end, David Diabetes, you know what I <laughs> <what laughs> mean? They Unbelievable. just have to keep it like that, you know?
1: Unbelievable.
0: Why? What do you mean, fam? It is all about Dino. This is my yeah, guy right here. It's all, it's all good, bro. We'll go back in time, man. man. <sighs> Holy shit. What are we smokes. looking back? 2004, 5, 6? Exactly, 4. Yeah. 2004, yeah. man. Yo, we're old. Yeah. 2008, we left high school?
1: 2008? Yeah. 2007 or no, something he like was that?
0: 2012 He left high school 2012 <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even finish bro. They booted yeah, me out uh, Yeah They were so nice to it me It was They're good like, times
2: you know, man It was good times But that's It's in the past now But it's funny how We've changed a lot right But
0: still the same people That's 100% you know? It was a good time man I can't complain you know we were rambunctious as kids, and then here we are. It's incredible to be able to look now and be like, wow, yeah. you know, look at what you've built for yourself. Actually made something of yourself, huh? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I'll tell it that teacher good. whoever said I was going to be a failure. Bullshit. Yeah. You know what I mean? You lied.
2: Uh, bro, when yeah, when I look back at it, like, looking back at high school, I'm like, there's maybe two teachers that I can say, like, wow, these guys actually made a positive impact in my life. Who, PK? No, for me, it was uh, Mr. Morrison. And... Uh, Mr. Jones. it? Cool, Mr. This? Jones? It's Robert Warden. Remember Mr. Jones? Bro, I don't Your remember.
0: I was never even there, bro. No, I was really? there like three days, <laughs> hey, bro, three listen, days a semester. He bought bro. a phone off you. <laughs> he did it? Oh, shit. He bought like the first <laughs> iPhone. Wasn't he the one on the bicycle? Yeah, bro. He was yeah, biking he was from guy. Barhaven
2: to Green Bank, uh, to Green, no, sorry, from Barhaven to SRB That's right. every day. Even bro, the my dad used to drive me to school, middle of winter, minus 40. This guy has a snowsuit on on his bike from Barhaven. All the the way down Green Bay. The loneliest road you'll ever see. Uh, That's a fact. Oh, the worst, the worst, bro. 8 a.m., and then 4
0: p.m., he does it again. I'm like, my dad's looking at the guy, he's like, this guy's crazy? What's wrong with this guy? I bet you this guy has the best heart, best heart friggin' cardiovascular condition in the world. The stamina this man has is probably unbelievable. He's the Terry Fox of Ottawa. That's what we used to call him. (laughs) He (laughs) He definitely has a healthy heart, heart. for sure. Huh? He definitely has healthy heart. Cardiovascular? Listen, man, you don't even know nothing about fitness (laughs) anyway, you know? Yeah, that's okay. We're leaving him out of this on the side.
1: <laughs> the cardiovascular condition? What the hell are you talking about?
0: What do you think? I'm a fitness guru, bro? Look at me. I just started losing weight. You look great. You look fantastic. Give a guy some credit. I just started losing the weight. You know, yeah. we're not, uh, you know what I mean? Yeah, remember what you looked at in high school, bro? You're a beast. Unbelievable. And then yeah. I'm fat as
1: shit now. can't believe it. You know what, bro? You're you're on a progressive journey. You're losing a lot of weight. It's
0: you know great. what? It's crazy how if you think about how we were in high school. Eating anything, doing whatever we wanted, and the crazy part is, is how they expect these kids to have their whole lives figured out, and then just jump straight to uni- a university, and then boom, and then the path you end up actually going on later on in life is completely different than the ones they try to set you up on. I just, I always find it baffling. I'm not talking shit about it. I always find it very interesting. Yeah,
1: yeah they give you a lot of foundation elements in high school, but nothing more than that.
0: Why real estate, man? Curiosity. It was only like the last couple
2: of years I started thinking about it. If I knew more about it, like. When I was in high school, like you're saying, or if I knew different career opportunities back when I was 17, 18, then I wouldn't have gone down the original path that I went on. But like, so I started when I when I finished high school, I went and did um, wireless systems uh, communications and engineer at Algonquin. I did it for six months, hated it. It's a bunch of bro, I can't even
0: remember. Anyways, but why? Because MDG. No, so like, my dad a had a computer
2: store when we were younger, obviously, but like, yeah, that had a little bit of an influence. I was like, oh, all right, whatever, you know, I'll do some tech, uh, maybe get a decent job, whatever, 30, 40 bucks an hour. That's, that's the dream, you know? And then uh, I did that for six months, met a couple of nice buddies there, and then I was like, man, this is not for me. But I dropped it. A year later, that course is like expunged. doesn't even exist.
1: No way. I was going to say, I've never heard of that. No, the, guys <laughs> that
2: the, the guys that were going there were actually, there were some smart guys there. Yeah. Literally... They, they went and did the whole course for two years. Got nothing out of it. No way. Imagine that. Spent like, probably like, what, 15, 15 16, 18 two grand on two, two years, years of uh, Algonquin, right? Uh, so I did that for six months. Then I went and did um, computer engineering for a year. Hated it too. Thought I loved it at the beginning and then didn't like it. And then uh, I, I transitioned. I went into um, business management. And then I was like, you know what? Time to just hit the workforce. And I went to um, I went to work in cell phones. Yeah, remember that? <laughs> no, other cell other phones days. was fun, man. That was it was good money for when you're a young guy or young girl, it or whatever. was Great. You're making like hearing. twenty yeah. years, bro, you're Twenty years old, you're making sixty to seventy, eighty grand. Mm. Living in your mom's basement. Who cares? Clean money or care? dirty money? No, no? no, clean, clean for a sure. Salary. That's yeah. on the T four, right? Yeah, yeah, that's on the T four. <laughs> like, who knows what other people were doing, right? <laughs> <clears throat> but like. But man, and then, uh, I transitioned from that and I got a, uh, I got into, I still wanted to be in sales. I actually, I became really good at sales and then I went into uh, car, sales. car sales. I worked at, uh, Nissan first for a year. And then I went to Mercedes and I, uh, I hit a groove there, worked there for five years and it was great. I learned a lot, met a lot of great people, a lot of good mentors, a lot of people that taught me pretty much everything I know. And then, uh, I, I moved up from that and mo- moved into a management role at a Kia dealership. I was management. Uh, it was tough. Like it was, it was good because you had a sense of like, you had a title, right? Like everybody like gets uh, hyped up about a certain title or a role. Oh, yeah. And like, they, it's like when you're working for somebody, you get this, like, how do I even explain this? Like you get this, like um, feeling of like excitement because somebody's like, Holding this thing above you as a pet on a pedestal, right? It's like a, you, you know, you do well, you can get this management position, you got this, you know, you'll be making this, you'll be doing this, you'll be doing that, blah, 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 right? Acknowledgement.
0: Yeah, and then you and then you get there, and then you're like, okay, this is not uh <laughs> not exactly. Are you like, the type that swings that around and lays it on the line, or were you like easy going and you came with a velvet glove? What kind of mean? manager were you? Did no, you I walk was, in I and was,
2: just no, swing down real the I was real, bro. I was just like, there was no like I I can't hide emotion. For me, if I don't like you, you're going to know right away, right? If I, if, if I love you, we're going to become best friends in 10 minutes. No issues about that. Right. And then like a lot of my guys that that work with me, same thing. Like we, we got, we all got along great. I was like, um, I was like a salesperson's dream, right? Like you just get there, fight with them. Not like, not fight with them, but like move with them instead of uh, go against them. Right. So I was very, uh, I, I tried to be as motivating as possible because I knew I came up from the salesperson role. Right. So it's yeah. like. I know how shitty it is to be, like, to have the shit coming down. And then... But um, so you were a sales manager. You weren't and yeah. No. Oh. So I went from salesperson, sales manager, manager. Well, it was different. Like, even there, like, I was doing, like, probably 95% of the work of the whole dealership. But, you know, you had a certain role, right? And then um, at a certain point, I was like, you know what? I really want to get into real estate. I saw a lot of people that looked like they were killing it, right? Quote, unquote. Everybody looks like they're killing it in yeah. real estate. Yeah, you, know, you make a few videos. Everyone and
0: smells good. It actually is behind them looks
2: like yeah, shit. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. You got to fake it you make it. Yeah.
2: So, well, that's what it is too. And I and I did that a lot too. Like even in my earlier career, as you know, I was like, always oh, the youngest person on the sales floor, or youngest person in this, or you know, the, the, when they hired me as a manager, like, oh, you're the youngest sales manager we've ever had. So yeah. it's like you're
0: Early always yeah thirty thirty years old. No,
2: I was like uh, how old? I was like uh, I'm like thirty two now. I was uh, twenty seven when they hired me. Oh as a sales manager you're yeah. 27? Yeah, so that's pretty young. Wow. Like so you're below 30, right, and you're managing right. a whole dealership. So it's like it's a it's a pretty, oh, it's uh, pretty, yeah, it's pretty and young. all the guys yeah. that are above you they are like in their 40s and 50s. So it's like mm. like I remember one time uh, I logged on to it was like the start of covid and we had like one of our first few manager meetings for like the whole group and and I log on and I just see the screen is just bald head, bald head, bald head, bald head. yes, Bald head. Bald head seasoned, head, seasoned head, very well head, you know what head, i mean head, bald head me i'm like yeah i can't be like that. they didn't look like the duck trios eh bro these guys were like 40 to 50 i'm like man i can't i can't look like that at 40 50 usually. Like, like what are you working you're you're making a salary and you're and you're working 70 hours a week and you're just stressed all the time what kind of life is that
1: slavery man?
2: slavery man it's like it's insane like you're you're a slave to this like system that you've gotten hyped up to to get this role and to like do this position and like you think you're so high and mighty, but it's like, man, you still have some guy that's giving you orders every month. You know, you sell it. You guys sell it. Okay, you guys do great. You kill it. You sell hundred hundred cars this month. Guess what's waiting for you? Uh, September first, hundred twenty five, baby. Let's hit it again. Uh, you're mm-hmm. like, fuck. It's yeah. just, uh, just the just the bucket. And why does when cool you hit it, you get, the, you get oh, the oh, little... you hit it. So you hit one twenty five. Congrats, brother. One fifty next month. Yeah. Let's go. Let's have right, a little. Back, let's you... have
1: a pizza party. Yeah, oh, a exactly. pizza party. Yeah. Wait
0: until you don't hit it. Yeah. You'll oh, you looked at that fucking Saturday boardroom, bro. Bro, you miss it by five cars. What the fuck? Come on, guys.
2: You guys can do better than that. Wow. Wow,
0: that's how they thought. Bro. No, the it's like, it was it's like the worst.
2: It's, it's condescending. It's all that mm. condescending BS where you're just like, you start questioning. Why am I here, man? And then mm. the, that, that's where the question started coming up. And I was like, man, why, why am I doing this? I don't love it. I haven't loved the job probably for three years for 2 years whatever it was I can't even remember like that it feels like 10 years ago how long it's uh. been and I've only been in real estate for 2 years so I said you know what let me try something else so I started working on getting my uh real estate license and then covid hit and uh they laid me off because I was one of the newer managers so they gave me like the the CRB stuff or whatever and they're like yeah we're going to have to lay you off for the next couple of months or whatever, how long it takes, whatever it was. I don't, I I can't remember. And you're like, I didn't want to go back anyways. I was like, sounds good, man. So I just went home, grinded and, uh, worked on getting my license as fast as possible. Got my license. Uh, or no, it was like, they called me back to work after like six months. They're like, yeah, you got your job back, whatever. I'm like, all right, whatever. Let me make a couple bucks more and finish up this license. And, uh, that was it. And then worked three more months, uh, got my license and, how is was it transitioned into real estate and uh, it's been two years uh, tomorrow.
1: What would you say is the biggest difference between working for someone and now, like, now transitioning into working for yourself?
2: Accountability. Mm-hmm. Accountability. You have to be very real with yourself and you have to be accountable of what you want to do and um, what you want to set aside and get done. And like, you, It's so easy to get distracted.
1: But I love that you said that because I feel like so many people don't understand when someone's not giving you a schedule... You have to create that schedule you do for Do yourself. You want. Yeah. Like you have to be so yeah. accountable to what you're doing. And stuff.
2: Yeah, like you, I'm I'm sure you know this too, but you, you gotta put like
0: gross I, I have to put groceries in my schedule. Yeah. <laughs> like, I believe it. I believe it, man. Like it's an hour and a half, probably. As crazy right? as that sounds, my wife literally has like Apple notes and then yeah. she just you know, I gotta ping go.
2: and then all right. At least it's in there, right? Like yeah. it's like um I got super busy like this year was a it was a really good year for me like thank god and and yeah, like you said we're in a housing bubble, but sometimes in those down years you have to work you know i, I heard this quote i'll it's a little bit of cheesy, but like races aren't won by races aren't won on the straightaways, they're won in the turns
1: that's a fact yeah, yeah. So that's, when, a, that's a so, fact so
2: now the market's in a downward turn or whatever you want to call it. I I put in more emphasis and I started working harder and harder um, so that when we are on a straightaway, we're 10 times faster than what we were. I thought
0: you were going to chuck a quote like that, uh, that quote that goes, that says, when times are good, everyone looks like geniuses. But when shit hits the fan, that's when you see who the real G's are. That's true too. and That's what I I thought. You you know what? Let's bring it before we get to the housing bubble. I want to, I want to talk about sales a little bit Mm -hmm. since you've been in the sales game for so long, you know? What is one of the biggest key takeaways that you took in terms of the sales tactics from the dealership world? Because honestly, they did a fantastic job in my, in my, in my eyes, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. What was the biggest key takeaways from that? Like, me, how did it really make you grow as a sales guy? Uh,
2: making relationships and not caring about sales. That was the biggest thing.
1: Establishing human to yeah. human relationships. One hundred.
2: I had no need. I never, I can confidently look back and say I never sold anything. I just made a friend and sold something in the process. That's right. And that was simple as that. I would never put on a sleazy act. I would never do anything. It was just, hey, you know, you're looking for this. Let me show you some options. Let me explain this. And for me, my biggest thing was um, you know, talking about uh talking about the product and, and not not overhyping the product, but being explaining what the good and the bad and the ugly are. Right. So it's not just, you know, I was selling Mercedes. Yeah, it's a great car, but you know, uh, hey, I'm looking at this, this, and this car. A lot of people would ask me, okay, well, I'm looking at the BMW, I'm looking at the Audi, I'm looking at the Mercedes.
1: Great. You know, bro, having that sales approach, uh, that sales ideology, yeah, 100% made it so seamless for you to go yeah. into real estate. Because like, that's exactly... It was
2: a big change from those two industries too. But yeah. like, like I was trying to, like, it, it was just like when somebody would ask me, you know, like, what's your... Why should I buy the Benz over the BMW or the Audi? I'm like, man... It doesn't matter. Buy the one that you like. They're yeah, it's both, preference. They're both, all three of them are expensive. They're all German. You know? <laughs> they're, they're all German. They're all really good cars. You know, are you, like, are the payments going to be $10, $15 difference apart uh, depending on the car and the model you take? Yeah, for sure. But which one do you like the most, right? Like when you're buying that kind of car, I don't think it even matters about how much it is. It's what, you're, what you want to drive. Yeah. There's some people that they'll never drive a BMW. There's some people that oh, I only drive Audis. Right and whatever, like it's
0: just preference. Is it the microphone? Oh, I just got to put the mic a little like this. But you you know, know, I know, you know your face is too pretty, <laughs> but you know what I mean. Yeah, you know
1: what's crazy with Audi yeah. is um I forgot what video I was watching, but like a lot of like the, those Lamborghini Urises, yeah, are just like Audi
2: parts. Yeah, it's all uh it's it's all built on Audi chassis, right? That's so, so
1: fucked.
2: <laughs> yeah, but like there's nothing wrong with that. No, I mean, no, it's nice. Like Audi's it's all nice. interchangeable. It's, like, uh, yeah, uh, even like uh like Nissan. Owns a lot of, uh, I think, they. what do they own? Renault. The mm. so Renaults are in Europe. They're not here, but it's all Nissan parts and stuff like that.
1: But imagine buying like a URUS and then you're taking it apart and you're oh, yeah. seeing a bunch of Audi signs. Well, bro,
2: like the you, you, you I'd be pissed. Well, you look at an Audi, you drive an Audi, you go look at the brake caliper and it says Audi Volkswagen.
1: Uh, it's wild.
0: So. This guy started off with an A4 in high school, bro. You know what I mean? Did I? Oh, yeah. I A4? Did. Come on, man. He's an Audi guy, bro. That,
1: um, that Audi, what is it? A Q8 or Q7? Q8 the Q8 the QA, oh, that, that one's basically like lambo yeah that's that's the urus That's literally it's the urus but yeah. like it's an audio yeah
2: you get the rsqa and that thing's beautiful man that yeah. thing's unreal
0: but uh but yeah that's uh yeah so what's your advice to people that are trying to get into real estate right now because it ain't uh it ain't roses out there right now that's no it's not sure. but my advice would be to find what you're good
2: at and focus on people that um people in that area right like so let's say let's say you're coming from a sports background you played you know football your whole life um i would focus on the relationships you made there because at the end of the day it's a relationships game and uh the more people you know and the more people know that you're in real estate
0: will contact you for help so what do you think right now in terms of we're sitting on the largest housing bubble? You know, I get a lot of bullshit cookie cutter answers from most realtors anyway. So we're <laughs> chucking you on the spot. Yeah, it's okay. So I answered a question. What do you think of your, what's your advice right now? If I'm a client looking to buy. So. right And your fiduciary obligations start actually giving yeah, me the best Yeah, you're honest.
2: Answer. You're 100%. Yeah, so 100%. I'll, I'll spit a here. few facts out. Yeah. Talk to me here so, about real
0: estate. Let's, for me, I make
2: my opinions based on facts. Okay. So right now, um. There's a stat that's from the States. So States is very similar to Canada, not exactly the same, but sometimes you can't get the same data in Canada. So I'll I'll spit out a fact here. So right now there's 50% less mortgage applications than there was in the peak of the pandemic. Because of interest rates, right? Yeah. So that's 50% less applications coming in. That's 50% less people buying. That's a fact probably because they can't afford it. Probably because everything's expensive, you know, uh, Groceries are expensive. Gas is expensive. That's a fact. That's all factoring into it, right? The thing we have in Canada is, Canada's lots of immigration. I'm an immigrant. You're an immigrant. I'm assuming you're an immigrant too. It's came, confused. You, you were think? you born here or oh, cool. did you come here or did your parents no, no, come here? I'm born here. Yeah, yeah but your ke- parents came here in what? Or late 90s? We go, bro. we bro. Yeah. We're,
1: we're all immigrants. Yeah, yeah. so, so we're all a
2: product of, of that, right? So basically, immigration has spiked since the last, what, couple of years? Uh, we're already low on supply. Like I watch, like my biggest thing is I, I watch the market every day. I see how many houses are coming up for sale. And right now we've gotten a lot of, a lot of the people that couldn't sell to get their money back from what they've invested. They said, you know what? I'll just rent it. And the so rent, they're
0: turning into a
2: rental property it's into okay. a rental and the people that can't afford to mortgage, to, to get a mortgage. What do you think they're doing?
1: The renting, the renting. The renting 100%. So now
0: the the rental rates are up.
1: Yeah, the vacancy rate in Canada is at the lowest it's ever been. Oh, ever. What's the
0: average rental right now? 2,000, 2,100 bucks. It's not. about not. Yeah, about something like, like that. But you find out the
1: average number. It's it's about the vacancy rate. Yeah, like there's literally no vacant homes, even in the boonies. Yeah, there's like no vacant homes. Just, bro, I'm,
2: a, I'm about to I'm about to rent list, list a a two bed one bath rental, and I'll be shocked if it lasts more than ten days on the market. Really?
1: You're gonna get you're gonna get like thirty applications immediately.
2: Yeah, like if if I put a like just just on just me making a Facebook or Kijiji ad on uh, about this rental,
0: I'll get probably ten ten calls in the first two days. But then let me ask you this: What's your vetting process when you're looking at applicants? Then for a rental, yeah, I, a lot of people. So know.
2: right now, because it's so hot, if you have under a seven hundred and fifty credit score or even under seven hundred, you're probably not getting it. Yeah. You don't have a cosigner, you're not getting it. If you have a low credit score, if you're maybe maybe if you're providing a couple couple of months up front, like three four months, you might get it. But imagine that down paint, like, No no that's yeah. this is
1: this is actually facts. It's fucked up because there's so many applicants, sellers, or the people who are like renting out like landlords. Yeah, have they have the ability to sit down and like really nitpick who pick. they want. Yeah, they can nip so pick as much you want. So you're telling me right
0: now they're not you're not doing first and last anymore. and People are actually doing three four. You months are, ahead but of?
1: people people want the property so bad. And they're willing to give three or four months but like, like
2: let me tell you this. like let's say you come to me, you have a job in the government, your wife has a job in the government, you have a, a two-year-old kid, and you both have an 800 credit score. You guys are getting it probably you guys are probably getting the property over anybody else.
0: That's yeah, the stability. perfect That's the perfect tenant. Yeah. An so eight, an 800 like large f- Is there a, a, like a stigma against large families as well for kids?: or no whatever? for sure, more wear and tear.
2: Yeah, bro. You have four kids in there with uh, with two adults. That's six people. The kids are going to get a uh,
0: lot of bullshit applications after this podcast. I only got like one kid. There's three. You know what I mean on one bunk bed. You know. Well, people people are man. But yeah, that's that's
2: what I'm saying. Like, so stuff like that. So, so going back to the housing bubble and all that stuff. So, do I think like again every time I I introduce a new uh, a new client, I I I go through the stats of the market and I show them what's going on, and do I see prices dropping down? It's really hard to say. It's it's hard for me to say yes because we just went through the last year, rates went up like crazy, and prices, the prices drop dropped insane. ten to fifteen percent. Yeah, and then what happened? Prices dropped enough where people were like, "Oh, this is a deal. I'm jumping in." So how many more? So how many more times? So let's say it drops another ten percent.
0: I'm probably going to make 50 gonna, sales. And then you're going to get a you
2: know, Bro, you know how many people I have in my in my uh, in my database are like, Dean, you know what? Prices are too high. But set me up so I can see when the prices are coming down. And I set them up. I say, okay, watch. this is the neighborhood we're watching. You want to be only in Findlay Creek or you only want to be in Barhaven or you want to be in Canada Lakes. Great. Let's set you up so you see everything that happens in that neighborhood. Every time that something pops up that sells in that neighborhood, so instead of them just seeing the new properties, I, I give them the data of what it sells for and how many days it took to sell. And what price point it sold at? Yep. So instead of them just seeing, oh, it's listed at a million, they say, oh, this one listed at a million, but it sold for eight ninety, and it took seventy five days to sell. They're like, okay, so there's some deals out there. You see what I mean? Instead of, you know, just waiting and waiting. Like if you don't have a plan, you're not going to get anything. But a lot of these people, once they if they if you could talk to an experienced real estate agent, and you get a plan forward, you can get a good deal. It's just finding the deal in the in the certain market and. I think at the end of the day, it also comes down to do you need to move? If you don't need to move and you're happy where you're at, then who cares?
0: Just stay where you're at. That's a fact. I think a lot of people get that FOMO. Yeah. Especially I find even a lot of sellers right now are very unrealistic because I do a lot of, I work with a lot of you guys, right? And a lot of them are unrealistic (laughs) and they're always like the Chuck, they live in the past. What do you mean a year ago they were just, where I was about to list out a million fifty. It's not a year ago, buddy. You know what I mean? Yeah. You You gotta live in today's time. But you You missed
1: that, you know? But even with like missing that, I feel like uh, it's not even FOMO anymore. It's more uh, supply and demand because with like Trudeau's uh, immigration policy, which he was touching on a little earlier, there's too many people here, and not enough houses. So maybe with interest rates being high right now, people are like, uh, whatever, whatever. But within like the next you know, one or two years and things start to shift a little bit and we still have that high you know, amount of people that are in the, in the country. That's not going to change be because right.
0: the government needs to cut <laughs> the red tape on building. There's a yeah. Lot. Yeah. I'm not going to name yeah. the builders because I work with so them. So here's another one. Yeah. So uh,
2: 25% of builders are canceling their projects. hundred percent. Yeah, because they they can't afford, they can't the afford the it. Rates, can't, they can't, can't afford it. How would you? So, what's, so where's our supply going? It's going down again. So that's my yeah, other inventory thing. inventory is, is like super low. If you, if you can afford it now and you need to move, then do it. Because when rates go down, what's going to happen?
0: Like you tell oh, me oh there's we- gonna be a wave yeah. of people
2: going yeah out. exactly like we're like we, we're still seeing bidding wars now like if it's the right property and it's priced correctly and that I'm gonna emphasize that price price priced correctly, correctly. <laughs> that is like the one thing like a, a property that's priced correctly is gonna get a bidding war not crazy not it's not gonna go 50 60 70 80 grand 100 grand over but you know you might get three four people interested and they might go you know 5 10 15 grand over you know, five grand. I'm, I'm not way, sure. yeah. M- multiple
1: and, uh, offers is amazing. Yeah. And,
2: and, and like, like if it's the right home and it's better than everything that's comparable in the last six months or even three months, yeah. then does it not justify for you to pay a little bit over if it's bet- way better?
1: It's just about the monthly payments. Cause like with people yeah. with the interest rates, but people paying, are making it happen. I know, but a lot of people aren't, a lot of people are like defaulting. Cause if you look at, if you buy a house for like 500,000 or like 600,000, you're paying what like last year would have been like on a million dollar house, like paying three or 4 K yeah. or you're paying three or 4 K a month for a, a freaking townhouse. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like a four. yeah. with yes. that plus inflation <clears throat> plus that stupid carbon tax.
0: I don't yeah. think, I don't think the housing is going to change for a little bit. And in terms of actually making a real change for the fact that what was that bogus number that they threw out the other day? Uh, there, there has to be a, there's a threshold of homes that have to be built to can keep up with current demand. Oh, we're oh my that, God. way that, below that. Bro, it's like No, no, but what was that number? It was like 3
1: million or, No, yeah, no, yeah. that
0: was the real number, 3.2 million is the real. Yeah. It's number. like uh, 1.5 or 1. 1.6. 1. 1.5 by 2030 or something like that. Well, we need was, we need way more. And we need 3.2 now yeah. though. My uh
2: my one biggest thing is um why I what I never understood is So obviously the US has a uh, very big population. What are they at? 350, 360? Yeah, million. around Something that. Like they're, that. They're looking at almost 400 million. Yeah. And we're at, what are we at here? 36. 36 we're, at 40, we're at
1: 40 million. 40, 40 million.
2: million. Yeah. So why is it that we just have like a couple of major cities? We have Vancouver, Calgary, Ottawa. Bro, it's about Toronto,
1: livability. Right? Like, you look at yeah. up north, bro. Nobody wants to live. No. But like, most of the population is literally at the border no, with but the why states. Can, why
2: can't we build throughout Ontario? That's my question. Why can't we like, build throughout Ontario? Wasn't that because of Greenbelt, dude? Because if you're
1: talking about like freaking living in like northern Ontario, nobody wants to live there. It's ten hours away.
2: No, but like, they, there needs to be like some sort of push to make like
0: like I know in the states like
1: Canada doesn't, doesn't invest in infrastructure, bro. Look at our look at the infrastructure I we even know, have in our ma- know, in our, our main cities. I'm, I'm we, we can't get rid of our potholes here, I'm to throw
0: this two refinery joke at him. Yeah, yeah.
1: Go oh on. yeah,
2: there. Right. <laughs> no, because like when I when I worked for Mercedes, they sent me to um Alabama. Yeah. To take take a look at the factory. So nice. Mercedes built a factory in Alabama. Or Tuscaloosa.
1: How different was that?
2: Oh, it's insane! Like you're in a town where like houses are 20k. Yeah, like no, it's nice. It's insane, but it created 5,000 jobs. Yeah, and it was a tax write off for for the company, which yeah. is great. Whatever, but you did create 5,000 jobs in a place that has absolutely nothing.
1: Well, yo, Canada's uh, Canada's government is poorly managed, and like things need to change. First of all, the immigration policies—it's
0: on all of us. All all, yeah, municipal, it's, all, it's just federal. No, no it's municipal, municipal provincial, provincial 100%. federal. One
1: hundred percent. Like our immigration policy needs to shift because with the amount of student visas they're giving out, oh, it's and PRs they're giving out. Like I don't know if Trudeau's just trying to win his votes so that he oh, gets no like pushed back in, but yo, you can't be letting in this many people. They end up homeless. There's like a homeless pandemic in Toronto yeah, of cities. new immigrants,
2: of yeah, immigrants coming that. in, yeah. bro. I uh, saw
1: that. Imagine Mooney Canyon, you're homeless. Yeah. yeah. Why are they letting people in the first place? You know what I mean. So, infrastructure-wise, it's never happening. Canada's not gonna invest in infrastructure. We can't even fix potholes in Ottawa. Well, the other
2: thing too is a lot of people nowadays, a lot of young people, they don't want to work in construction or trades. And I think that's uh, I think, but but you know what? Definitely has been. They've been hit.
1: But like the corporations exist to do the work, and if they can't do the work, they're gonna third party it out or like contract people yeah, out to you get know, the work done you know
0: what i'll be honest because of that that's my game and that's my industry Yeah. the thing about the trades is a during this entire first of all there was too much money thrown around in covid yeah and that was oh, a absolutely fact. and now everybody started the whole working from home thing yeah so the next thing you know you're sitting in this small little piece of shit area in your basement and then all they do now is they just see their house so <laughs> slowly but surely they're like okay you know what why don't i go and renovate And at some point the government was actually giving a credit to these employees to be like, okay, you know what? We'll give you like 10,000 bucks to renovate that space of yours or whatever. Let's be very honest for us to renovate this, this small space to be an office for 10 grand. You're going to make it look like fucking paradise for 10 G's. It's a very small, you're not putting up vanities and all this other shit. So what do they start doing? Okay. Let's okay. We'll take 10 G's here. And their reality, we're getting 10,000 free money, but so forget about it. Let's do the entire basement. So now you're 120K in. Oh, you know what? My house value just shot up. I bought this crib for 400G. This is the actual reality of what happened. My house value is 400K. It's up to a million now. Let's take out some equity and put some renovations in. Okay, perfect. Let's do it. So everybody got busy. The problem is, is, everybody started seeing this. So everybody and their mother were like, you know what? Let me get on the action, especially the storms, eh? Yeah, mm. because realistically, I specialize in roofing and siding. That's all I really do. The crazy part is, is everybody and their moms when they come, when you see the storms, bro, they're called. It's called storm chasing. Yeah, they're bolting in there. All you see is thirty thousand trucks, bro. Plumbers and electricians are out there trying to make a buck on shingle roofs. Yeah, That's like it's crazy. a bunch of bullshit. So what happened with these guys? So with all this money is being thrown out. Everyone's making all these renovations and everything. And then what happens is these storms. What do they actually do? Let's say if. It affected 10,000 houses. Okay. Okay. That was 10,000 houses that should have had the roofs replaced in the next five years. What did it do? It condensed it into one year.
1: Yeah.
0: But when you're at capacity, you're at capacity. Mm -hmm. So what do these guys see? These installers, they get money hungry. Oh, you know what? If it's so busy, why don't we just leave? And then the poaching starts or we'll start our own. And then obviously it gets mismanaged and the whole thing. So whoever was able to complete these roofs within the short amount of time, your next five years are much slower anyways, because that was actually going to be your customer base within the five years. Yeah. Interesting. It's that's how wrong. it actually happens. That's what actually storms do. Yeah. So the people are like, Oh my God, what do you mean? It must be an amazing year for you. No, man. Because the thing is, is if you're at capacity, you're at capacity Yeah. and you're you like, okay, you know what? Jobs, if you think yeah. I'm going to be smart and I'm going to go GC it, bro, the next guy is just as busy. Yeah. He has the same issue you do. There's no labor. Yeah. So what do they do? They're like, oh, you know what? Let's get some people from abroad. So you do. And then everyone starts to lie to you. So as an example, what happened was, this is very funny. In the States, you can go to a Home Depot and pick up Mexicans. Not talking shit about Mexicans, but that's just the reality in the States. Yeah. And they're great workers, man. Very good workers. Yeah. The funny part is, is that Mexicans don't want to be here. So what do they want? They want to be in the States. So whenever they come here, they crack the code because we always hear about the Mexicans in the States. Yeah. So, next thing you know, you got Mexicans lining up at my door, don't even have a friggin' visa to work, asking for 35 bucks an hour cash with bagel experience. This exact bagel. What's bagel mean? Zero, man. Oh, you know what I mean? The whole in the bagel. I'm like, where's the bagel shop? That's what I'm saying, bro. Kettleman's, whatever you want, yeah, bro. They have zero experience. So you're like, why the fuck would I pay you 35 bucks an hour? And first of all, who's eating the cost? Dude, yeah. I'm paying the you home cash. homeowner. Well, you're, you're paying them cash. You can't even like a lot of people, do it. A lot yeah, of people exactly. are strapped to do it. So the thing is, in the end of the day, if you want a better seat at the table, you offer more money. Yeah. So the guys in your company, they're like, okay, I'm going to take advantage. That's literally what happens. Mm. They're like, I'm going to take advantage. So next thing you know, either they start like a friggin' coup and then either fuck you over that way, or they're going to come and be like, yo, I want 50 bucks an hour. I want 55 bucks an hour. I want this. I want that. So then they get forced to pay them. But then the, who's, who's forking over the cost? The homeowner. Yeah. yeah. So it's very crazy. So the next thing you know, they have all these red tapes. I can't say which builders, but a bunch of these builders also, they're having issues with the city's permits. So they're literally stuck on at least 5 to 750 houses on a one plot for phase one. They can't even build until the city hurries up and gets their shit done. You know what I mean? So it's crazy. I know I went on a long tangent, but is it yeah, like it's, it's all about uh, Dino, anyways. No, here, but yeah? it, it comes down to who's going to build all the houses. Clearly, nobody. It's fucking nuts. <laughs> so you have to keep up a current demand. You're at one point two minutes. a house has to be built. But bro, we we
1: have who's going to do that? But we have some, nobody that wants to work anymore. Yeah, we what have the? some. We have some insider information, bro. We're like, there's a lot of applications in for like places. So, you know, what I, mean? I
0: don't even know if that was a good statement to make here, but you know, well, we
1: okay, well, we know we know that there's like a lot of. Uh, builder applications that are in like a lot for like new uh corporations and a lot of like buildings and a lot of town homes and houses. They're, they're so it's getting done. So in the next couple of years like a lot of homes are gonna get built. hopefully oh, okay. they need to be it needs to be at a higher rate like it needs to be happening quicker. But there are incentives being pushed out but how would that to help builders them?
2: what's that? How would that help? Well, it won't help so- anything in the short term.
1: No, not in the short term but in the long term bro more clients People coming in builders pay more yeah, houses anyways to do it. No, uh, <clears throat> I don't are know. They're like stepping it up. Builders like the. Some some build, builders offer two percent.
2: Yeah, but it's not even about the percentage. It's just the uh, the experience. Sometimes you never know, right? Like like some of the builders like uh, delays and this and that. Like when, who's bought a new home that hasn't been delayed?
1: If you br- well, if you bring a if you bring a client to a builder, maybe you're not like double ending, but then you still get your two percent off your. Like you're... Uh, what's personal.
0: wild to me is you go and spend one point two million or whatever at a builder,
1: you get nothing. Room
0: first of all, the amount of deficiencies that come up on the home, oh, it's insane. It's insane because all the builders are doing is they're racing for the bottom of the barrel. Whoever yeah. gives them the cheapest price. So how it's, do you think these guys are making their money? Bro, yeah, the quality it's difference is paste, insane. Plug and throw, and that's so, it. Run away. Yeah. Let me
2: ask you this: How I, I, I get this question a lot from like some buddies, and how much do you think they're actually making on a new build? Like let's say a home is so let's say Minto selling a home for a million bucks. How much profit do you think they're actually making when it's all said and done? Probably
1: 3 you percent.
0: Know, no? You know what? Depending on the, there's some guys that have their fathers bought these lands in the yeah. '70s and '60s for dirt cheap. Yeah. Um, they're one of them. Did that? On I'm not it. gonna. Yeah. I'm not gonna say who it was, but the father was a genius, and he yeah. bought literally most of like Marival, Bank Street, Carlton Place. They've sat on that land for fifty fucking years, and they just started developing. It's it. pretty easy. To holy smokes, <laughs> their profit margins! But on, I think uh, on a typical with all their overhead and shit, you're making like two fifty. Two fifty if the house is a million, yeah. Their long term game is reinvest and just keep, oh, doing yeah, like this. that's all it
2: is. They're, they're not taking any profit, they just keep going and, and own the city, right? And whatever. And like, who uh, wouldn't want to jump in on that, but you know, I don't absolutely. know
0: how it would affect you guys because I always felt like working with the builders is just, but a, yo, if, a, a we're, crazy if, we're, experience.
1: if we're nitpicking with the builders and stuff, it probably just depends because, like, if maybe Mental makes better quality homes, they so put a little more money into it. Or maybe know, like say, this guy I, does I, this. You know? I get
2: missed, Like so far, I think I've gotten mixed reviews on every single builder. Yeah. From like a lot of clients and like you. Like I didn't want to. I'm not. It's just not name. the same, bro. Like if yeah. you look
1: at like the early 2000s or like in the 90s. Well, my parents you bought their first
2: home in 2003. Yeah. And there was deficiencies then, and even then people were saying, "Oh, it's not like it used to be." So like I don't know. It's.
0: They'll yeah, Never pleased. Everybody. Who knows,
2: right? Like it's. it's Go like, to your
0: dad for a second. Yeah the og the big man Is he one of the biggest reasons you wanted to be self-employed since your father was self-employed most of the time i don't know
2: yeah like i think um a lot of it, it comes down to the same mentality like it's like when we were younger he had his own business and he would take us on vacations for like during the summer for 40 days you can't do that if you're an employee right oh like, no how are you going to take a 40 day vacation? Like, I remember (laughs) we went back home to Bosnia one summer. So we did like a Euro trip and all this stuff. And it was, it was a 40 day vacation, but it was the best time of my life. It was insane. And like, uh, my mom wasn't working. It was just him. So like, imagine he was just working a government job. Where where would that, that vacation would
1: No, 14 days, bro. It's
2: not happening. Even 14 days. What are you talking about? bro? he on the, the, like what he'd be making with the government and this and that, like no way, no way it's happening right like it's uh obviously different times, and that was probably what like fifteen eighteen years ago or something like that but but yeah definitely uh i'd say like uh we have a similar mentality where it's hard for us to uh we're a little bit hard headed so it's hard for us to uh a little bit take to take <laughs> orders you know uh but yeah like yeah man like i i'd say uh i think i think if if somebody's thinking you know is it is it tough to be self employed yeah it is is it tough to work somebody yeah, it is Pick which hard you want, right? Like I think you're you're similar in that way. Like I don't think you could ever have somebody manage you. Maybe your wife, but I don't know. yeah, right. <laughs> That's a partnership. Yeah, That's a team. exactly.
0: Right. Take a look at the camera, buddy. Make sure we're good to go. Like you know, tip top magoo. I love Joey Diaz, by the way. That yeah, guy. Yeah, Joey Diaz. His stand up sucks ass, but his storytelling is stories? literally on steroids. I got to
2: show you one after. It's what happened. Great.
0: That's okay. Thank God we got more.
1: Hey, you're right, bro. Fucking some people just don't get it, bro. When it comes to entrepreneurship, you gotta be on. Say that on camera.
0: I'm so shy, bro. You know
1: what? Are we on it's camera now? Or? We're not. No. I, well, mine, mine's rolling. I think. Yeah. Save the content. Ah. You gotta
0: save the content. Yeah. Okay, then continue talking. Shit, go ahead.
1: Yeah, you're 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 right. Like a lot of people just don't get it. It's hard. it's, it's hard either way, but it's way harder to be an entrepreneur, but it's way more rewarding. You just got to see it through. And there is no, like, I personally think when this question happens all the time, like what advice would you give to somebody who wants to be an entrepreneur? Like what advice would you give for someone in this industry? You just have to fucking do it. Like you just have to go do it and take your chances and like be committed and be consistent. Cause that's the cheat code for life, right? It's consistency. It doesn't matter what the fuck. you're. It took me years to find that out. That's a five years. It, It is the cheat code to life. If you want to be successful in any possible industry, you have to be consistent. Dude, Dude, if you're consistent, like, it compounds. Whatever
2: that job needs, whatever the needs that that takes one day, one thing out day to do. Yep. do that thing every single day and watch the results. It's co-
1: it's compounding. It's is compounding interest the same way yeah. as if you put like a thousand dollars into an investment account and then that a thousand dollars. Yeah, you're no you're you're making pennies. Yeah, but once that thousand dollars turns to a hundred thousand, well now you're seeing some yeah. actual returns. You know what I mean? It's all compound yeah. interest. Daily yeah. deposits, right? One hundred percent, bro.
0: We definitely live in an interesting time because a lot of the like. Let's be very honest, man. When you're on the grind, you're on the grind, mm-hmm. right? Since yeah. you have to create your own schedule, you got to find your own business, you got to oh. hunt your own food, you got to do whatever. But Yusuf,
1: they don't know the girl. Like they don't know what you mean by that. I'm until telling they're, you, they're, like you, you they saying I'm on the grind, and and you, you too. Like a lot of people don't understand what that means. Do you think? It's, it's, a a the, yeah, it's, it's a joke. Yeah, it's a joke. Oh, this
2: guy's grinding. This guy's bro, oh,
1: on, the gr- on the grind is not your employee schedule. No. On the grind is like, it's running through your mind all, all day. day. You're thinking about it all night. You wake yeah. up to it and you're just thinking about developing more and more and more. Like with real estate, bro. Like client retention, client reach out. What you're doing here, what you're doing yeah. there. You always have to be presentable. You always have to be ready for, you never know who a client may be right
2: bro. i've I've done like, a, i've done a have done things for for clients that that they don't even know what i went through to my schedule and i i don't yeah. tell them because i don't need them to be and it's in, it's for for in your
1: free time yeah. like that's the thing about being an entrepreneur it's a lot of volunteer hours yeah it's a lot of volunteer hours so that you can make that check and it, you know i mean you got to really put in that time as an employee you're not putting in volunteer hours. You're getting yeah. paid by the hour. You know what you're you getting
2: no, paid. You have no uh, You have no uh, incentive to work harder. No. And every Zero. two
1: weeks, you know you know what's coming. Yeah. But when you own your own business, you do not know what's coming. Whether that's a lot or if that's absolutely nothing. And you got to be prepared for both. Yeah. So it's like, it's such a different game. So you saying like, you know, you're in grind mode or, or you saying that. I was I feel to like people to a to be very honest with you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I feel like people just my, don't my get it, bro. My point was, is a lot of
0: guys, I don't know if this has affected you, but I've, I've, I'm, I'm married. Yeah. With a couple kids, but I've had my wife before my business. Yeah. A lot of guys, especially in your shoes, because they were always on the grind, how it's affected so many of them of even finding love or relationships. Yeah. Because they're like, I genuinely don't have the fucking time.
2: Uh, So Mm -hmm. I think that that excuse, I don't have the time, is you don't have the time in your current schedule. I think that's what it is. You know what I'm saying? I think it's, uh, you got to plan your life out. I think that's I find, it, that's
0: a very big challenge of our life. Yeah, lives.
2: and it's not easy. Like that's that's I agree. Like yeah, maybe you know um, there was actually a there's one of my colleagues. She was asking me like oh like like where do you meet new people or like how did you meet your girlfriend and this and that blah blah blah. Like I'm I'm only attracting these certain t- type of guys or I'm only attracting these kind of guys. I'm like well where are you looking? oh, I go to the bar, I go to this, or I Fucking go to that. Dumb. She's like, what are you going to do? I'm like, like okay, so what do you like to do? Do you like Do you like sports? Do you like certain activities? You know, do you, do you like rock climbing? Why don't you go to the rock climbing gym? See if you can meet guys. Like, like, you know, if you're, if you're, if gonna you're gonna looking for a handyman, things.
1: go to Home Depot and, yeah. do, and look confused. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. you know? look, look See, confused. we got better game than yeah. most girls,
0: but they didn't even know how to pick guys up. We Professional. Well, but that's <laughs> what a lot of the answers I was getting before is a lot of guys... One of my good, good, good boys, Tito, he works like a days. Yeah. And then I'm like, yo, when are you going to get married, man? You're getting old. Yeah. And he's like, bro, I want a kid. I want family. I want a kid. I want this. I want that. He's like, bro, he, I'm fucking working from six in the morning. Nine bro, he doesn't on
1: want as much as he wants because like this brother's 100% correct. Doesn't matter if you're not entrepreneur. let be very honest. No, no, I got to cut him off on that one. No, no. If you're an employee, bro, the there's employees. You, there's people who, who have their regular jobs. But why can't become, become a business owner? They, wait, wait. Like me, I'll answer that. That become desensitized, yeah. and they become so. It's it's a corporate structure. Yeah, they, they become cycle. so much about you're their job yeah. that they don't look at their social life and they yeah. don't take care of their mental health. It doesn't matter if you're an entrepreneur or you're. Why did you an open up your own business for freedom, financial okay, freedom, freedom and, and freedom of uh, of time?
0: Okay, and what is that going to result to? You have kid. Yeah. Okay, so what is that going to happen? What's gonna, how's that going to benefit her?
1: More time with the family.
0: Exactly, but right. What about the building phase?
1: That's, oh, zero time with the family. That's what I'm saying. So, so, yeah, he has he has to to he's he's sacrificing now, but where is he at?
0: Is that yeah, but how is long there?
1: is the building phase? If you're in the building phase for 10 years, yeah, that's brother, not, what the fuck he's, are not you? The, he's not what in the, the fuck First of all, doing?
0: most businesses go bankrupt within three to five. No, no, but I'm saying, like, where is he he's at? He's in that phase right but now. But we're
1: talking about time management because some people five are in the is building. A long time. But here's the thing, okay? Because yeah. we can talk about a, a business transitioning in its phases, but we can also talk about a person transitioning. There are some people that go into grind mode and do not know how to get out of grind mode. So even though their business is flourishing. They're still under the, I'm fucking busy. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm nine to nine. I can't do anything else. Yeah. And you don't know how to transition themselves. So that, that's, a, that's a point to. That's a very valid too, point. You know? But
0: that what I'm talking about is a lot of these people that are first building their businesses. Because the ones that are very well established, that's not who I'm talking about. Well, how I'm long does it take to build like a, a business, bro? Three to five years. Three majority to five for, for what industry? For majority of them. Yeah, uh, but
2: like, let me ask you this.
0: Does he have absolutely zero, he has none, no days a week that he can go hang out with somebody? Listen, I'm not, he, that's an excuse could not be an excuse. I'm asking in your opinion. Do you feel like, you know, with making, because let's be honest, realtors, what are you guys giving up nights and weekends? Yeah. Why? Because in reality, most of us are working nine to fives or whatever, yeah. and then we're available for showings after. Yeah. So I'm saying, how does that take a toll? didn't. Forget about love life, just in general, that you're always sacrificing your evenings or so whatever. I've, so how um, do you manage? What I've been managing
2: is using the do not disturb button on my phone. Button oh, yeah. Because right, oh, yeah. there's like, yes. like and that doesn't, that doesn't mean I won't answer my clients. That means that on 8 p.m. on a Saturday, there's nothing I can do to help you with a real estate transaction. There's absolutely zero things I can do to help you buy this home or help you sell this home. Yeah. We're making an offer. Great. It can wait till 8 a.m. the next day. Like there's, there's like, what's, what's going to happen at nine o'clock at night? Nothing. But Nothing. a lot of people don't oh, know man, like Sometimes, opinion, sometimes
1: not, bro. Well, imagine that offer comes on, in hold on, hold on, hold and on. somebody puts a condition where it's like, you got a fucking answer by 5am. Well, this is, true. This is my know, question right?
0: to you is what, what do a lot of these people that are trying to come into the industry as a realtor don't really actually know as a realtor and a seasoned realtor like yourself of what you really have to give up. What's all that fucking dirt Yeah, that but, you guys got to go through that they obviously <laughs> don't know about? There's a lot of... Uh,
1: Not selling sunset. Yeah, you know
0: there, I mean? no, the sun selling sunset.
2: So they did... Somebody did a research on it. They sell like one house a year. Man. Yeah. And there's a lot of realtors out there. So I'll, I'll give you another stat. So 50% of the Ottawa Real Estate Board, which is the Ottawa real estate, so that's from Cornwall to Ottawa to Brockville to Arn Pryor. Sell nothing. They sell... Probably five homes a year. Yeah, which is what half a house a month. Yeah, not even.
1: You see, uh, there's a stat too, like Toronto. I think there's like what seventy thousand realtors. Yeah, but only like one percent of all those realtors yeah, actually make so, sales. So in Toronto, part people get
2: their uh, licenses part time all the time. Yeah, it's uh, it's insane. Like there's, I think out of those seven thousand, I think four thousand are are um, have their license. Or sorry, three thousand have that have it parked, which means it's. They're not getting charged any dues or fees by the uh, by the real estate board, yeah. but they have a license that's active.
1: Yeah,
0: I'm right? talking about the nights and the weekends, but a lot of people don't. Know okay,
2: about- so let's go back. So yeah, nights and weekends. What do I do? Like I have, uh, I might have a busy Saturday. I might be uh, doing six, seven showings all over Ottawa, right? But um, how do I do that? I plan ahead. You know, I have a client tell me, "Hey, Dean, I want to go see, you know, these seven homes um, in the next couple of days." Okay, great. Well, I'm available from this and this time.
0: Right? When are you, Vilma? What's your schedule? You're open for it. Depends what on
2: what I have planned, right? I got to check the schedule. So if, if me and the girl have dinner at 7 p.m. on Saturday, well, I'm in meetings from 7 till 10
0: p.m. on Saturday. I love it. This guy's a girl this whole time. I just threw you under the bus. <laughs> yeah, this guy can't find. He's on Love Island. You know? No, no I, I bro. He didn't, he didn't no, say, that. Said it he didn't I said say that it earlier. He
1: said he had a girl, bro. No, no but like, no, 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 blocking my hearing, bro, no but that's the,
2: that's the thing, right? Like, it's um, like like we're we're in a different market now. Like I understood it before when you know it was really busy when like houses were selling in a day and this and that. Yeah. But like then you you could also fix it then too. You could be more prepared for that property. Okay, this house is listed for 500 and uh, I did the market research. It took me 20 minutes to do market research on it. Hey, Mr. client, Mr. and Mrs. client, by the way, this house is listed at 500, it's probably going to sell in the range of 580 to 610. Does that make sense for you? Yes or no? Okay, do you even want to see it? Because it's going to have a bidding war. And by the way, they just got an offer already. And they're going to present offers tomorrow. Simple as that. You just have to address it. But I think a lot of, I got my, one of my real estate coaches that I've been very thankful that I've, that I've had him. And uh, he's been really helping me a lot realize this stuff. He asked me, you know, what's my goal? How many houses I want to sell? Okay, great. Now, next year, do you want to sell the same amount of houses or do you want to sell more? And I said, well, probably more. He said, okay, what if you sold the same amount of houses in less time? That's valid. Right? So what if you say, okay, let's say your goal is 50 houses this year. Okay, great. How can you do, you're going to do 50 houses in 12 months. How can you do next year, 50 houses in 10 months or 11 months? You have two months vacation with the yeah. same amount of money.
1: That's a, that's a, better, way that's a better way to look at it. That's a very better way to look at it.
2: Or, you know, 10 years from now, you want to sell a hundred houses. You have a team, you have this, you have that. You're you're building them up the same way that you guys are selling 150 homes a, a year and you're taking three months vacation. What's wrong with that?
0: No, that's a fact was right that, so that coach was that from your brokerage or is that you actually no it's funnel? a
2: it's it's from an it's from a coaching program so Very it's good. uh it's, a, it's something that we do a little bit extra but he's helped me in, in three months he's made a huge difference in in a lot of my lifestyle stuff mm-hmm. and a lot of my uh, uh a lot of my business stuff too because mm-hmm. i'm i'm uh i'm reaching more people i'm working i'm working i'm working smarter not harder and i've always been a big like that's been a big thing for me is how can i How can I get the best results with putting the least amount of work? (laughs) Right, Having a mentor is important, bro. 100%. And and yeah, like that's another thing too. I would recommend anybody looking to get into real estate, get somebody you trust or get somebody that knows what they're doing and listen to them and let let them teach you. Get a coach. Get a Hmm. coach. Do you have a coach or do you have somebody that mentors you or has mentored you in the past? Are you asking me? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And how much has that helped you? Uh, exponentially yeah like
0: it's the people think that you know what let me just do it myself as if there's nobody out there that can actually help and boost your business and the amount of money you're making in that short amount of time yeah it's crazy what coaches can do but continue
2: but yeah like that's it's it's a huge thing man like like have surrounding yourself with people that are either either above you or better than you or no more than you is a big tool because you're in the end gonna know more as well what about
0: your circle of friends a lot of realtors
2: Uh, no, it's just like, uh, yeah, like I have, uh, I have like a lot of realtor friends that are like, I have i I'm part of a team. So, um, I no, spent no, your a, personal
0: life out of work, personal life out of like work,
2: not really. The friends are like all over, right? Like they're all in kind of different jobs. Nobody not really that many realtor friends, on, not many entrepreneurs. Um, yeah, some entrepreneurs, um, but yeah, like it's, it's mostly employee and like 50, 50, I'd say 50%
0: employees, 50% entrepreneurs. Sometimes it's annoying to be around too many entrepreneurs. It just doesn't shut off. Well, well, like, well, too many, too many alphas. Does it doesn't yeah. shut off. Everybody
2: thinks they know everything best, right? So, oh, oh my that's God, Mr. Norton right here. No, this, yeah. this, this you guys, so much, Dino, This bro. guy, I sit, him, I sit with him for
1: five minutes. This guy wants to sell me something immediately, bro. It doesn't matter what it is, is,
2: bro.
0: Bullshit. No, bullshit. But, uh,
2: <laughs> but, that, but bro, like, uh, I'll get into this stuff. Like, How many people think they know how to sell houses better than me? Oh, everybody, bro. Everybody, everybody. everybody, 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 bro! People think my every job client is- and their dad. Yeah, they think <laughs> I put my sign in the ground and okay, wait, where's my uh, where's my cash? I'm gonna yep. get my cash for this house that yep. I need to sell. That's yep. it. Put a sign in the ground, you get paid. That's it. But they don't remember I made 50 outbound calls. I sent 150 emails. I talked to 30 clients. I did 20 showings. They don't know anything about that. Open
0: houses. <laughs> yeah, I wasted. I wasted two of my Sundays doing open houses when one where one person showed up. And then, they com- yeah, and then they complain, oh, why do you deserve this much commission? When in reality, even if it was you. I spent your- 30 hours on your damn house. Yeah. <laughs> and if you were to sell it yourself, you're leaving money on the table anyways. Well, yeah. Like They're bro, always leaving money on yeah. the table. They can get obviously more value out of a realtor. Realistically, I find most of the time the realtors pay for themselves almost.
1: Yeah, bro. I think, well, what's the stat? Like, I think um, 98% of uh, homeowners that try to sell their house on them, like themselves, sell. Yeah. They don't sell or they sell it for less than market value every yeah. single time it's a it's a full-blown stat so no same you, thing
2: same thing with cars when i was like you know no, try, to, people, try to defend
1: yourself in court without a lawyer you yeah. know what i mean like you you want to go to you want to practice the law yourself and do it yourself sure, but nobody gets that bro. you you nobody can take a hit at that it. but hire a professional
2: same thing with like uh on auto trader you see those private uh yeah, sellers yeah. on auto trader you know how many times i've ever wanted to buy a car from one of those guys mm. zero times there's three pictures. Of the guy's taking a picture of a steering wheel. Oh my <laughs> God,
1: bro. Zero. <laughs> you know what I mean, bro? Yeah.
2: Or you go to a dealership. Hey, here's the car facts. Here's the 35 pictures we took in high def. So you could see every single scratch on the car. Yeah. If there is any, yeah, the car's has, has 40,000 kilometers. There's scratches on it. It's used obviously. Right. It's uh, we did this on it. We did this maintenance on it. We're going to clean it for you. We're going to gas it up for you. Yada, yada, yada. So it's like, yeah, you're spending maybe a thousand bucks more than this guy on, that you found on Kijiji
0: or a private seller. But like, what car are you buying? I find a lot of the times they should research. My advice to anybody, especially for cars, is research yeah. the actual business that you're dealing with. Yeah. Especially yeah. what the values and ethics. I've, you know what? I'll always praise Tony Graham. Tony Graham was actually one of the only dealerships I worked at where literally I had customers coming in that would bring their friend as their negotiator. Oh and and though actually the funny part is it would it would actually be the other way around. Yeah. yeah. The guy'd be like, this is Tony Graham. You walk in, you close your eyes and you buy. It. Like that's how trusted the brand is. Yeah. And I remember I went in there with the Dalari mentality, because yeah. you know how Delari is. They're fucking if you don't hammer them and hustle them, yeah. you get in trouble. Yeah. And actually sometimes if you don't go and and pummel that deal into that guy, yeah. the manager will be like, I'm gonna do it, and then you can go the fuck home.
1: That's crazy. So yeah. you're
0: like, okay, what the fuck? You know what I mean? So next thing you know, you go do it, you feel like shit. So I thought that's what all dealerships were like. So I yeah. went to Tony Graham. The owner comes up to me, and I did the same deal because yeah. you can't sell over MSRP. No, and I fucking nailed it over MSRP. You don't feel good doing yeah. it, but you're yeah. like, fuck. This is just the nature yeah, it's of the your business. monthly payment, and off you go, bro. The owner comes up, yeah. and she's like, if you think she's like, if you think I'm just gonna fuck you up here today, <laughs> I'm gonna hurt you so bad that even your grandkids are gonna feel it. You think you're gonna come and ruin my father's name? Yeah, we have ethics. We have this. We have that here. She almost fired me. I'm like, hallelujah. Wow. I'm finally at a place that wants to do the right thing. Yeah. And at the same time, you're gonna get paid seven days a week. Yeah. But it's crazy how sleazy that industry is. So my oh, advice man. to anybody is actually do the research on the business you're buying from. You know what I mean? That's
2: uh that's the big thing when I when I switched from Nissan to Mercedes, that's the first thing I noticed. Mm. It was like, wow, I can sell a car and make it easy
0: here. And I don't have to I don't have to make a customer feel like shit. And you don't have to play a conscious battle with yourself being like, yo, I just ripped them off because my fucking manager. Yeah, me. My, my manager sent sending me back to get five more dollars per month.
1: Yeah. That's fucked up
0: over 82 months. That's such a like,
2: come on, man. It's like, it's an extra 800 bucks profit, man. Like what, what does it matter, man? I know. You know what I mean? But yeah, I get it. They're running a business and they're getting it from the top up from the top down. Sorry. And uh, yeah, man, I don't know the car industry. Very, very weird place. Did I, am I glad I experienced it? Definitely. Did I learn a lot? Absolutely. But very very weird place. Do you
0: know? It's a pleasure, my brother. We're running out of time. Let's do it. Okay, my man. We're gonna do signing another. Signing off. That's it. We're <laughs> signing off. Me. Anybody out there? One of the best skills, and that everybody should go for is sales. Yeah. I think it's it's safe to say it's helped you exponentially oh, in your life, life, all around. For sure. Same with you. You know what I mean? Get yourself a coach. All that. We'll see you next time. We're signing off. If you like what you saw, like, share, and subscribe.